Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, my lovely co-host with the uh, the done-up hair on a Wednesday morning. As always, Sally DeFreeze. Good morning, Sally. How are you? Good morning, Brett. Happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. This is 29, Sally. This is 29. 29. 2-9. Feels, feels interesting. I didn't realize you were five years younger than me. Am I? Well, almost five years. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's the way it is. Me and Randy now, same age. What are you gonna do for the big three zero? Uh, good question. Haven't it? haven't thought about it. This is my thirtieth year, though, which is weird to think about. Yeah, I will be going into my thirty fifth year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I plan on. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of do. I've I've never really been a big like birthday guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, with sort of with Rachel's help this year, it's been more of a like, hey, let's do stuff. Let's do things. I've always had like a little like day of party or something like that. But we're having like a a actual birthday thing, like a birthday party. Blowout, right? I wouldn't call it a blowout. We're just we're just going to ski shores. Yeah. But it's gonna be fun. I may make it. You're you're a hard attentive maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Which is I just redundant, but Depending on the babysitter situation. Depending on the babysitter situation. We'll Unless see. you want me to bring Fritz. Unfortunately, Will is gone. Will's gone. He's playing like 97 holes of golf in three days with, with a bad back. So I, I think his back is better, but we do need to discuss the injuries on your softball team. We're dropping like flies, Sally. And the, here's the thing. So Randy's hurt. Randy has two, not one, but two pulled quad muscles. Both Dan of is hurt. Dan may have a torn calf. Dan could not put weight on his leg. This is Dan Regester, for those of you that may know. Uh, could not walk. Had to be two two humans carried, basically carried him out of the fo- So you're saying field. they don't come out with like a golf cart with like a, a gurney on it? Like yeah, and the, the, like the, the Fox injury music plays like do, 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 you know. No. Uh, Did everyone take a knee when he was walking off the... No, you could tell he was he was in rough shape though. He did it like running to first base. Like you hit the ball, you see the ball go do its thing, and then you look back and like, where's Dan? Oh, oh, he's really struggling getting out of the box. It was not good. Randy I, actually I got don't hurt. I feel like that there should be this many injuries in softball. There shouldn't. Randy got hurt on the first pitch of the game. He was fine. We were up first. We were batting. Randy swings, makes contact, and goes to run, and it's just you see him, and I'm like, oh no. I mean, pulls up. to be fair, I think Will hurt his back legitimately and just like getting out of our bed. So, yeah, Will's, I feel like that's, that's like a once a quarter thing for Will though. He gets the back thing going a little bit. It's more often. And here's, yeah. here's the issue that all of you need to do is you need to start stretching. I agree. I'm a stretching. I, I do a bunch of yoga now. I yeah, love it. I'm a stretch on like guy. a 10 minute stretch video. Stretch video. I get you know do a a walk in the morning now. I I've full I've moved my uh, my alarm to wake up in the morning a full hour ahead. So you're doing like a, a hot girl walk. In I'm the doing morning? a hot girl walk into a little workout into a shower and then come to work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Summer of Brett. Summer of Brett. Some people are saying honestly, I don't. Nobody's saying. I think Will Will's issue is that he needs to like do a sit up. Like a crunch would be helpful. Do, maybe even like a reverse, like a, a back extension. Get the, the, yeah, the back I muscles going a little bit. Yeah, I think he's got to tighten his core up a little bit. Some I lat think pull if he downs. had some core support. Have is, him do yoga. Did, wasn't he doing a, a yoga journey at some point? 
Yeah, I did. I did yoga for the first time in like I don't know three months yesterday. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Not even difficult yoga video. Mm-hmm. It was like twenty minutes long of like mostly stretching with like three intermittent planks. Okay. Okay. Sure. For thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. I feel like I ran a marathon today. <laughs> it is so. Uh-huh upsetting how fast your body deconditions it is at this age if you don't work out oh yeah oh yeah like i play i play hockey two to three times a week now and uh like basically just had a couple things where i had the pga championship and then a tuesday we had a skate get canceled and so like you went three three weeks basically with only playing like once Mm -hmm. and even then my legs are cement it's just like come on man what am I doing? You're old now. The, You're in the, your thirtieth year. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the drinks and the and the queso probably don't help, but no. I'm just saying, like, why can't I just bounce back? It's the summer of stretch, people. You got to stretch. stretch it out. Get your stretch on. That's why Tom Brady looks so good. It's just like all stretching and plyos and stuff and eating like a crazy person, obviously helps. But hydrating and stretching is is and moving basically. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Hydrate, stretch, and move. Podcast. That's just living. We, yeah, we did it in five minutes. We Com- and communicate. <laughs> That's the speaking of the podcast. We answer questions, help you out. Uh, sorry for missing last week. We have both ran into scheduling things, and basically, just you guys were doing Memorial Day stuff anyway, so you didn't want to hear from us. Yeah, so. you don't care. Um, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number 888 362 MAIL. That is 888 362 6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Uh, hit up the store, washmedia.shop, and hit up the YouTube, youtube.com slash Mail-In Podcast. Uh, you want to jump right in, Sally? Here we yeah. go. Sally, you've got great fashion. Shouts. Uh, where are we getting good wedding dresses now as 30-somethings? I'm going to a lot more black tie weddings now, and I'm lost. Rent the Runway isn't doing it for me anymore, and neither are the department stores. Sorry, Randy. Coles is out. Ouch. Coles is out, Randy. Coles is out on women's uh, wedding dresses. Okay. If you ask my friends, and I, this we had this conversation in New York, so this is kind of topical. I'm a big shop bop gal. Shop bop. Shop bop. Is that like fast fashion? No. Okay. It's it's like an online, essentially, department store of like women's okay. wear and beauty and stuff, accessories. Sure. Shop bop. Shop bop. Yeah. Revolve. Mm-hmm. I've Ooh. heard that name a lot, Revolve. Shop bop, I think, is for... Revolve uh, serves probably a little bit of a younger clientele because they, they mm-hmm. have some like higher end stuff but then they also have some like not fast fashion but like more like younger cheaper brands here's what i'm going to say i do a lot of browsing on shop bob and revolve just to get a general taste of what i like it's sort of a a a pinterest kind of correct and then you go from there and then you kind of take your your paths um both can be expensive Mm -hmm. um Shop Bop does a couple like friends and family sales a year. You they just have one. They'll do one again in probably like September or October. And then they'll randomly like have 
like sales on certain brands and stuff. Revolve, I'm pretty sure the code TULIP will always get you 10% off. Interesting. Shouts. Seek little secret there. I, I haven't used it in a few months, so I don't okay. know for sure. But usually you can get 10% off, which at least covers like your tax, you know. Um, but what I I start there and I just like I because I'm bored in the OR and just like to shop, mm-hmm. will like just favorite stuff. And I like from the what's new. Interesting. Okay. And both of these websites. When you like find something you like, usually if you go down on the page, it's like other things like this, and mm-hmm. as like yeah, it's like stuff you you may be interested in so right. and so or wear of- this with, which is helpful too. Um, so I start there. What I'm going to say about wedding dresses or g- dresses you're going to wear to someone's wedding, mm-hmm. wedding guest dresses, perhaps, is that I have found that I spend a lot of money in my 20s on dresses going to other people's weddings. Mm-hmm. And then once you've bought an expensive dress, your cost per wear is astronomical because you're photographed in it. It's all over people's Instagrams. You don't want to run it And then you feel like you can't wear it again, especially if you're going to weddings within the same group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you you're like, that. now I've spent $300 on a dress and I literally get to wear it maybe another time. Yep. That's $150 per wear. It's too, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and I, I spent a lot of my twenties doing that, Mm -hmm. buying expensive dresses to wear like once or twice. Yeah. You sort of buy for the occasion. Right. You're like, oh, this is so-and-so's wedding. It's, it's so, it's somewhere I'm going to kind of go local flavor or like whatever that spring, you know, I think you, uh, you end up doing that. Right. So that's where Rent the Runway came in. I'm personally not a Rent the Runway gal. Okay. But. That's where that came in. It was like, well, you're basically like paying to rent this for a little bit less than what your cost per wear would be probably. I see. Which makes sense. All of that being said, I think when you find your inspiration, it's pretty easy, or at least for me, to like go in and find the high-low options. So Mm -hmm. the high options being like Shopbop, Neiman's, you know, Saks, et cetera. Or straight from the brand itself, which honestly sometimes will get you a better deal. So, like, say you find this great, like, Zimmerman dress. Zimmerman's super expensive. But sometimes you can find a better deal buying it directly from the brand itself versus buying it, like, from Saks. Got it. Okay. It's interesting stuff. Like, Rachel deals with – she's dealing with this right now for, like, Klein's wedding. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Klein. Where she has, like, a million tabs pulled up. She's like, does this look good? Does this look good? Yeah. Like, they all look good. But can you alter – Rent the runway stuff? No. So that's like, that's kind of important, I feel yeah. like. So if you can't alter it, I, I know she's on Revolve. I know like she just has a million tabs open. There's got to be like a better way to do this for nice stuff, I right? think I, if you ask Will, and he's not happy about this, I do a lot of online shopping, but I also do a lot of returning. You are the return queen. So I I personally would rather have it shipped to my house so I can try it on. Mm-hmm. This is probably not very environmentally friendly. I'm just going to say it out loud. The carbon footprint is massive. You're like a Bigfoot carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. And then I return it. Ricky, can you put Sally's face on a Sasquatch body okay. with a dress on? Okay. All that being said, though, there are <laughs> options, especially once you kind of figure out what like the moment you're trying to go for it. Sure. I have found great wedding dresses, wedding guest dresses at Zara, at 
H&M at Mango that like you maybe buy something and then you elevate it with like the shoes or the accessories. But the uh. biggest thing for me is fit and fabric. So if you're going to buy something from Fast Fashion, I'm not talking Shein. There's no Randy, qualities of Shein. Randy. Randy, as he's massaging his quad. <laughs> uh, I think like Zara especially is one of those brands where like I will see something like, God, that looks great, but I am not a 5'10 willowy model. Mm, and so okay. you have to, if you're going to do that, number one, the fabric needs to not look cheap. Okay. Okay. So we're talking like you don't want like fake – leather yeah. shit that looks bad be, just because what you're going to be in person and people are going to be able to tell you know yeah uh number two is use alterations to your advantage so if you buy something on the cheaper side like him it to where it really should fall on your calf versus like letting it be a couple inches longer than where it's supposed to be sure or like take it in on the waist so it looks better and then finally my other thing is and this isn't like telling you specific brands but use your friends okay because then at a certain mm. point it's like i saw my friend bailey wear this dress loved it she wore it to my wedding i wore it to somebody else's wedding there now you go. somebody else is wearing okay. it to a it's different like wedding rent each other's runway exactly okay because the thing is that person's in the same dilemma you are you just bought a 300 hundred dollar dress they did too now they can't rewear it and you can mm -hmm. be like can i borrow that dress it's about getting that cost per wear down you also have like the sisterhood uh, thing you have like a lot of options if you we do but like all of us have very different styles physiques and styles physiques and styles got it okay so it makes it difficult yeah it does i get that but i have borrowed many a thing from my sister natalie mm -hmm. and sometimes emily not okay. as much lily okay Damn, um, shot, shots, not, shots not, fired not shots fired at lily lily and i just don't really like have the same sizing yeah. and we also okay, gotcha. don't wear the same stuff some of the brands it's I'm really tough. vibing right now. I'm just going to like put this out there and then we mm -hmm. can be done. Okay. I'm really into the brand Stodd. They've got some great dresses. They are on the more expensive side if you can like find anything on sale. Um, but they have some really fun summer stuff. If you are like going to a fun Cabo wedding, Farm Rio is great. They're really colorful. Mm, like a kind of a, a beachy. Yeah, vibe. but that's a vibe where you definitely can't wear it again because it's like a full-blown like you look like you're like Chiquita Banana. Which yeah. has a time and a place. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, Zimmerman's always a classic, but all that stuff is so expensive. So for me, it's like buy a basic that you can wear a lot of times versus like a print is a way to save money. Okay. Um, I really like the brand Road, R-H-O-D-E. That's not to be confused with the road, Haley Bieber Road, different Nor road. the uh, the road mites we're speaking into right Correct. now. Correct. I'm actually wearing a road dress to my sister's wedding and then probably running it back for Klein's wedding. Oh, okay. Let's ride. Yeah. I like that. Two different, two different totally friend groups. Different You'll be friend good. Groups. You'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't care if the pictures are the same. Uh, I have two things, Sal. One, I am currently uh, and, and have been in my 260 sample sale era. Oh yeah, familiar you, with this? Yes, you. We talked about this a couple of times. It's like, I mean, it, the problem is you don't you don't know what brands are coming up on it and stuff like that. But it's like seventy to eighty percent off stuff. They don't have a bunch of sizes or anything. But it's I I have bought something pretty much like every month on that. Whether it's okay, pasta bowls or shirts or return policy on this. I have no idea. This you, is I, what famously I'm not a returner. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you're doing that, be careful with like an all sales final situation for it, girls. Very well, maybe. Because I, if you don't know your size well, and I know my size well, and I, I know myself well enough too to like size up and then alter it if I need to, versus like nothing is worse than getting something that's too small and then you can't return it. Got it. I agree. Uh, second thing I have this is people are going to yell at me for this, but what is the difference between a uh, cocktail dress, sundress, maxi dress? So, normally a black tie wedding. Mm hmm. Which this person asked about. It's gown, usually, right? A gown. Ball gown, dress. No, you don't need like a full ball gown, but most people are going to wear a long dress. Okay. Floor dress. A floor length maxi dress. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Maxi just refers to the length. So, like, maxi equals floor. Floor. Okay. Midi is when it hits like your mid calf. Okay. Knee or mini is where, where your knee is. A lot of people are going to wear a long dress to a black tie wedding. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is not a requirement anymore if you have a fun, elevated, shorter dress. Okay. You can wear a short dress, but it's got to have, like, it needs to be, like, embroidered or beaded or sequined or something like that. It needs to have some wow factor. Yeah. I know what all those mean. Yeah. Uh most like summer weddings are going to be like a sundress is something you just throw on to go like, oh, run errands. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sun maxi. My what am I for cocktail? This is the other one I'm thinking of. So cocktail, cocktail is usually like a short dress that's like a little bit more glammed up than okay. just some cotton dress you're going to throw on to go. To it. Usually you can interchange like a nice cocktail dress with a long dress okay. for a black tie wedding. And sundress is more about the casual nature than necessarily the the format. Correct. Okay. A lot of like summer weddings like Klein and Lexi's will be more a lot of more like summery sundress-esque things, but they're sure. going to be a little elevated. They're not going to just be like eyelet cotton. You know, it'll mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. okay. usually bright colors. I like it. I, yeah. I just I What do you think of when you when people have black tie optional yeah. as a wedding? Do you wear a black tie or you yeah, I do. wear a suit? I do. Because I don't I I have very few excuses anymore to wear, to wear a tux. Yeah. Not that I have a tux, but I do enjoy renting a tux. Yeah. Um and like I, I don't have a million suits, so it just gives me an option to wear something that's I elevated like that. and different. Yeah. So if I go if it's black tie optional, I defer to black tie because I like it. Unless I mean, unless we're getting married in in Mexico in July, like, yeah, then it's obviously different. But right, yeah, I'll I'll err on the side of black tie. Okay, you know what brand I'm really messing with right now though? In the summer, Mugsy. Shout to the boys and girls. I guess at Mugsy, uh, they are the best, and they make the most comfortable jeans, chinos, and joggers ever. Made from buttery soft, patented stretch materials that look stylish but are insanely comfortable. Never too baggy, never too tight. And they're frankly the best thing to happen to legs since chairs. Wow. You kidding me? What a that's, tagline. That's a statement. Never in human history have legs been so spoiled by pure softness and comfort while looking so damn good. You guys at Margie have one mission in life. Give every man the confidence to walk blindly into their closet Reach out and know whatever they pick will have them looking good and feeling even better. And I can confirm the F out of that. Mudsy Jeans 
dominate my my jean, my denim wardrobe right now. Not only on the bottom where they're cool max, like I, I wear these light jeans. Those are all mudgy. They fit great. And they 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 have a stretch that's enough where you're like, okay, I feel really comfortable, but not so much that you look like you're wearing the sweatpants jeans. Right. Because those can get a little bit much sometimes, but Mudsy Mudsy toes the line perfectly. Perfectly. And they make these denim tops that are awesome. Like I was never really like a denim jacket guy till like till Mudgy put one on me. And I was like, oh, okay. Go off. So that's what I've been doing. They also have really comfortable uh, like crew, crew neck sweaters. Just throwing that in there and really comfortable chinos. Wow. How about that for personal endorsement, Mudgy? I have an entire wardrobe of Mudgy stuff and I love it. Like I mentioned, cool mats, air conditioners for your legs, perfect in summer in Austin. Uh, because I famously don't love shorts, especially wearing them out to bars or things like that. That's a bonkers move in Austin, by the way. And guess who has my back? Muggsy. Muggsy. They have a store in downtown Austin, don't they? They sure do. We helped open it. I remember. Yeah. Famously. Famously. <laughs> Head to Muggsy.com and get 10% off now using code MAIL. That is 10% off some of the most premium jeans, chinos, swimwear, and shorts on the internet. Mudgy also offers free shipping and free returns, Sally, so there's absolutely no risk to giving them a spin. If you're in Chicago or Austin, like we mentioned, make sure to head downtown and check out their storefront. Easy vibes every time. Enjoy a beer as you shop. If you're in Boston or D.C., keep an eye out for a Mudgy store coming in June. Wow, shout I know. Again, code mail, 10% off, M-A-I-L. Enjoy your Mudgies this summer. Next one, though. What are the keys to being more conversational? I find myself freezing up in moments with my significant others, friends or family, or my friends' friends. His friends' friends. Yeah, my friends' friends. 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 Okay. Yeah, friends, friends. I know the general idea of not asking one-word answer questions, but I struggle sometimes with my body language and conversational cues and social situations. Any advice is helpful to sort out my mental block. I get this. He is, or she is so in their head. Yeah. And that's when you can't be having a conversation with somebody else when you're having a conversation with yourself. Right. I have actually thought about this recently Mm -hmm. because I have realized that I'm one of those people who lets people ask me questions and I do not reciprocate. I'm a real selfish conversationalist. Mm, Okay. I think I am too. Especially like at work and stuff. Where people will like ask me about Fritz and things and then I just like do not reciprocate. And mm, part okay. of the reason is because people will ask about Fritz by name and then I'm like, I don't know what your kids' names are or mm. if you even have a son or a daughter. I see. Okay. Here's what I've realized. Um, we have to let go of that. I think I think the expectation to know every detail about someone's life and like continue that needs to chill uh especially Mm. when you're when you're around like other you know your friends families or friends friends and you're not like with people that you know intimately you're not expected to know all the intimate details of their life no even with like what do you do and if it's something not like doctor lawyer right i i can meet somebody six times yeah. And just like, what are, you, what are you doing again? Like, what's the, oh, that's right. Okay. And it's really easy to fall back to the, like, how's work going? How's your kid? Super easy. How's yeah. your whatever? 
but that is not going to like really lead anywhere because everyone has that same conversation. It's almost like talking about the weather. Yeah. One Although, of my friends. Oh, sorry. Continue. Well, I just going to, that's an easy way to like, basically what I do in a conversation with somebody that I don't know very well or have just met is you start off with the most broad possible, like relatable topics, weather, job, kids, sports. And then you find like whatever vein that you can tap like the six degrees of separation, like, oh, you know, you know Jonesy? Oh, like I used to play hockey with Jones. Like, you know, there's there's some vein you can tap where there's like that next level of getting to know somebody that you'll have some sort of thing in common. Unless you don't. And then you're just like, well, we are not vibing. Uh, I'm gonna go get a cocktail shrimp. But you gotta find like how do you find how do you be more conversational? Start broad. Cover a lot of different area quickly. Find one vein that you can tap into, whether it's a, a common friend, a common interest, not just like sports broadly, but like, oh, I love the Golden State Warriors or the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. No way. How? Where are you from? Oh, do you know so-and-so from this school? No, you don't. But guess what? I went there. I went to the Quaker Steak and Lube in Youngstown, Ohio. And now we have something to talk about. Randy says best wings in America, by the way. Wow. Uh, okay. I was going to kind of go off that. Yeah, sorry for Vince vaunting that. That's fine. My, one of my great, great, one of my best friends, Allegra is like a, an amazing conversationalist and it, her family in general is like this. They just, when you sit down at a dinner table with them, you like feel like you're giving them the autobiography of your life and, mm -hmm. and the, it's all just their conversational magic. They kind of do that. They start like more broad, but then like start digging in. I would say for me, finding the like, oh, do you know this person can like lead to like, oh, well, like not really. Or like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, he's great, cool, yeah. And then that dies. Mm -hmm. One thing Allegra does is like, oh, you grew up in Saratoga? Oh my gosh, are your parents still there? Oh, your cousin's there? Nope. What do you, like, what are your, what are your, your so-and-sos are still there. Tell yeah. me about this. Mm -hmm. What's like one childhood memory you have? She goes with like very open-ended, like, like squishy questions. Full deep, yeah. like what were the summers like there growing up as a kid? That must have been magical with the weather being like how it was. Like you probably feel like a celebrity when you talk to her. And so like, oh you just God. start talking to her and all of a sudden you're telling her like your life story about one time when you were in fifth grade and you like went on a field trip to like interspace caverns and you saw the, the difference stalactites. between stalactites and stalagmites or Ooh, whatever. On the spot, what's the difference? I don't know. One of them hangs. I, there's like a whole. Yeah. Do you know? No. Fuck okay. No, I don't know. I know there's a difference, but I don't know but, the difference. Yeah. See, then you're talking about that and then one of you is Googling it and then you're like, wow, interesting. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of my geography teacher in sixth grade, blah, blah, blah. And then you like have fully just gone off the rails into conversation versus like. Oh, you're in finance? I I minored in finance. Sick. <laughs> and then that's the end of the conversation. You know, like there's yeah. nothing there. The other Oh, you live in New York? Cool. I lived in New York. Do you no, go you to Jim's Saloon? Dude, what are your cross streets? Oh, you've never been there before? Cool. Now we have nothing. Now we've ended the conversation. You gotta dig in. But so you, you gotta ask like open-ended. And it's hard. It's hard to like segue into that. Mm -hmm. Especially like I just made the parents blunder. Asking you about Saratoga, but we got to either dive into that. Oh yeah, we can dive in, or we got to we're gonna breeze past it mm -hmm. 
And we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you something else about Saratoga. Exactly. Which I mean, that happens in any any conversation. But the other technique. So we're, we're talking about like kind of the squishy part side of it with being conversational. The other technique you can employ to kind of get out of that to, to at least first get into some conversation with somebody is the crutch method or aka the third person method. Yes. Like my everybody's like, how do you go up to a girl at a bar? You you involve somebody else. The triangle. You get the triangle. You run the triangle offense, Sally. Yeah. Run the triangle offense. Back to the Princeton days. Total football. Basketball, but both. Yeah. Uh you get that was a, a Ted Lasso either, reference. You clearly just went right. No, I don't watch too much Ted Lasso. Okay. Anyway, you you get a third person that either knows somebody at the party better than you do, or, or is there for a different reason. Like it's it's the reason that growing up, I was a, a shy kid until we had something to third party on. Whether uh-huh. it was like an arts and craft thing, a group project, anything. Well, as soon as you had a, a common commonality of focus it could be a bartender it could be an assignment it could be randy at the bar but as soon as i had that third thing to like bounce off of i I thrived yeah so employ that method in social situations if you're with your significant other's friends get your significant other involved because they might have a commonality that they can they know they can exploit and boom 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 with your friends of friends get that friend involved and then at some point the 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 person that you have third partied with is going to see you spreading your wings and just kind of peel off and now you're now you're, you're you've left the nest and you're on a one-on-one conversation with somebody and then you start to employ the open-ended stuff. Yeah. I think letting go of a lot of the anxiety that we all have about talking to someone we don't know, not knowing details of their life, worrying about bringing up stuff that is uncomfortable for them or not remembering like, yeah. it's okay if you met a friend of a friend and you don't remember the fact that they're like an ER nurse. Because mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, yeah, you told me that last time. That's so great. Like, and then just keep going. Because mm-hmm. no one expects you to know all the shit of their life. No, but you know what's like, it's such a cool, I mean, this is not to get like super deep, but it, it's so cool that this is why I want to open a bar, by the way, that meeting people is one of my favorite things in the world because everybody has this. 30, 20 to 90 years story that they can tell, right? Like you can get somebody's autobiography yeah. at like, what happened after that? Where'd you go to like, what, how, how, how are you here right now after 34 years of life? Like, how the fuck did we end up here? Right. And you have such a cool story to tell to get to that moment that every conversation, if you want to, can be like, how are you here right now with me? The, the, the possibility of which is so, fucking infinitesimal that it's just cool and then you can dig into that and keep going on that thread if you really want to and get existential with it but that's something that that's the reason i love meeting people so much because everybody has a story to why they're here right this second i think that's so cool anyway just be like brett (laughs) exactly like brett yeah how do you be more conversational yeah just do do all that do brett uh let's do the next one so uh hey guys how do y'all keep a good Work-life balance. I'm currently struggling with maintaining a consistent workout routine while working, uh, long shifts, but obviously plenty of people do this. There's no way for me to work out before work, and by the evening, I am exhausted. Do I need a different job or different hours, more sleep at night, etc.? 
I just don't understand how people have a job that pays the bills and lets them have free time. You're not the only one that struggles with this. This is the most common, probably like in my twenties grinding sentiment. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very easy to get into this hole when you're on social media or even talking to your friends at work, your coworkers and comparing yourself. Sure. Because you see yeah. your favorite fitness blogger or you are talking to your coworker who works out for an hour and a half every morning. You have different lives. You have different needs. You got to give yourself some grace. I was like this when I was an ICU nurse. Mm -hmm. I felt like I need to work out even though I'd been like standing on my feet all day. I feel like this now. Like mm -hmm. I am working 10-hour days, but I'm like I need to go home and work out. Chelsea. I also have like Yoga. a kid. Mm -hmm. and I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Like I got mm -hmm. up at six and by the time I get home at six, usually I'm very tired and I have to like make dinner. Then I just want to decompress. Totally. Yeah. I think what I have found for me that works the best is really, first of all, give yourself some grace. Yes. It's important to be active. Yes. It's important to move your body, work out, et cetera, eat healthy, all the drink a gallon of water a day, all the like little check boxes that we all put on ourselves that you say like on a mm -hmm. Monday, like I'm going to start off and be so healthy. And then you don't succeed with that. I think what I've realized as I've gotten older, and this is still a daily struggle for me is set small goals and like keep the expectations real low. For me, even though the 20 minute like stretch yoga routine I did yesterday for the first time in three months was like probably pathetic to like real fit Sally a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. It was something. So 20 minutes was enough for me to be like, okay, I, at least I checked the box. It's like the same thing as like, if the only thing you succeeded in doing that day was taking your athletic greens or making your bed, good job. You did one thing. Boom. And I think we get in this mindset, especially just, based on how we are as a society where you watch other people be successful, quote unquote, around you and you see the grass is greener because you think that they're like living this great life, but you don't know what's going on in their life and how they're making that work. And maybe they like, that's the way they're coping with stress and things like that. But I, I think it's really easy for people to be like, I'm going to do all of these things. And you mm -hmm. set way too many goals at once being like, I'm going to work out. I'm also going to eat low carb all week and I'm not going to drink except for on the weekends. And I'm also going to call three of my friends and I'm also going to not uh, spend money or something. I'm like not that. spending any money and, uh, I'm going to only eat in and I'm not eating out. And like you set 10 goals and then you set yourself up for failure because mm -hmm. you're like, I didn't meet all 10 goals. And even if you do half of them, which is like a, a, which is obviously amazing. a huge step, you're like, Oh, I failed because I, I got a 50 on the test. I got a 50 on the test and I got a takeout burger yeah. Yeah. instead of making, you know, the zucchini I had in my fridge. So you've got to like learn to let go of that. It's okay. Also, I think the hardest thing to realize still it's human nature is that habits take time to form. So mm -hmm. working out, even if you're like, okay, we're going to start small. I am going to literally just go on a 15 minute around my block walk. Hot girl walk. Your boy. Hot girl walk. Whether it's in the morning or at night, 15 minutes is like doable. You can do 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
Put on this podcast and listen to it for 15-minute increments. That's a good way to do it. Just, hey, if you're you're listening to this podcast out there, question number three person, don't sit down until the end of this podcast. Yeah, do something. Even if it's around the house. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know. Just be on your feet. Doing some squats while you watch TV. I always felt like that was copping out because I was like, I'm not actually going to the gym and like running Mm -hmm. or like I'm not doing this whole thing. And then I realized, especially becoming a mom, it's like I'm going to take the time when I can get it and at least give yourself the like, okay, we're going to start really, really, really small, really small. Mm -hmm. And then just do that every day for a week if you can. And then if you miss it, don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel bad if you on Thursday decide to go to happy hour instead of doing your 15 minute doing walk. your 15 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Live your life. It's going to be okay. I spent so much time in my 20s stressing about not living the perfect life and not mm-hmm. reaching my potential. And sometimes you just need to do your job and then you need to decompress and then you need to go to sleep and sometimes you need to do your job and then you need to go to a happy hour and then you need to get really really drunk and then you need to be hung over for all weekend that's what it is that's life it is what it is like if you spend your whole time worrying about i'm never going to be healthy enough i'm not working out enough you're doing yourself more harm because you're mm-hmm. then you're worrying then about you're, the then fact you're putting that you're anxiety it. into the equation and that has physical manifestations obviously so but I think I think the key for me, especially when I'm working long hours, is start really small. Do not think that you need to go do an hour-long workout. P90X routine. Right. Do do like 100 squats. Yeah, which you can literally do wherever you're sitting or standing right now. You can rock that. Right. Do the, the, Sally, like, okay, the Sally Plank method. Five 30-second planks. Yeah, five. A couple squats. 30-second planks. Do and some then knee push-ups like, and then get out. The more you do that, the more you're going to want to do the it. The more you're going to want to do it. But I always felt like that was a cop out. I was like, I need to start. I still to this day, like even the 20 minutes last night, I was like, I really should be doing a 45 minute whole shit. Yeah. Thing. And it's always, it's human nature to be like, oh, well, I, I did this, but I need to be better, especially for people like us who are competitive and ambitious. Yeah. And it's going to be, you're, you're just going to want to do more. This is why like, this is not, I'm not good enough. I need never to do, run like yeah. a half marathon is because I'm like, I need to start on mile 13. I need to go 13 miles right. day one. Hey, I'm the same exact way. I would just be like, no, well, like the one mile trainer. No, no, no. Like, and I'm, I'm horrible at the training. Like if, thinking about training for multiple months and like slowly working up something is so hard to wrap my mind around, which is also the issue with stretching. Randy, I'm looking straight at you Ooh. because when you stretch, and you can barely touch your toes. You're like, okay, I give up because I should be able to do the splits right now. And then you just stop doing it. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. You get, we, we want things automatically. So and you to gotta be the best at them immediately. Set low goals. <laughs> really, really small ones. Uh, really low bar. Really low bar. And if you want to write your thoughts down perhaps and, and just like maybe, maybe follow along in your, your journey, maybe, maybe getting stuff off your mind via the written word is your, your thing. How about Squarespace? What a segue. How about Squarespace? Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, even your time. Kind of like what we do at Wash Media, which is built on Squarespace, by the way. 
You can have member areas. Like Squarespace makes it easy for creators to monetize their content and expertise in a way that fits their brand. With member areas, you can unlock a new revenue stream for your business and free up time in your schedule by selling access to gated content like videos, online courses, or newsletters plus email campaigns. How about this? Uh, Will, your husband famously uh, doing an email campaign with these Slams laptop shut hats that uh, are about to sell out again. So if you're hearing this podcast, they're probably gone. Sorry. They're probably gone, but you can check. Stand out in any inbox with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers and convert them into loyal customers. Start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo. Built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. And like I said, those analytics, uh, yeah, use insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Prove your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Wash Media is built on Squarespace. It's basically a website builder that you can create a brand. I mean, it's awesome. So yeah. here's the deal. Check out squarespace.com slash mail in for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code mail in to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Uh, again, squarespace.com slash mail in for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, offer code mail in to save 10% off your first purchase of a website. Sally. I'm very excited about this next. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Brett and Sally. My boyfriend's sister is involved in an MLM. She's all about selling essential oils. While I'm not opposed to their potential benefits, I also work in healthcare and have a degree in science and I'm not sold on them being as curative as she would like me to think. I'm also not made of money and not interested in paying her prices or getting involved in selling these. She just DM me for the third time. The first time I said if I ever wanted something, I'd let her know. The second time I ignored it. How do I get her to stop coming to me without offending her? Do I get my boyfriend involved? We've only been dating for six months, so I still tried to, I'm still trying to make a good impression on the family. I know you're going to say honesty is the best policy, but I need help with the script. Thanks so much. Okay. Multi-level marketing, Sally. I, I have talked about this book before. Okay. Melissa Urban, The Book of Boundaries. But she recently posted to Instagram about her boundaries regarding MLMs, the oh, person that's hounding you about MLMs. Yes. And I'm going to try to go back and find it because, and if this person wants to DM me, I will find it for her and mm -hmm. send it to her. But the gist of it, and again, the Book of Boundaries is like, there's a green, a yellow, a red. So the green is probably exactly how she she approached her the first time, which was like, Hey, thanks so much for thinking of me. I'll let you know if I need anything mm -hmm. like hopefully saying not interested, but yeah, the whole point of the MLMs and the people who are selling for the MLMs is they're told like, don't stop at that. You got to keep pushing even when they're saying no, the yellow for me would be like a, I'm not interested at this time. Thanks so much. Ignoring is another way to go for it. Correct. The red is where we're at now because she hasn't gotten the clue with the first two. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand where she's coming from because you're six months in. You don't want to be like the bitch that. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, your, I, I, the impression on the family thing. I, I get. Totally sure. understand. Yeah. Um, and you also don't want to be like her, his sister go back and like tell his mom like, mm -hmm. oh, like Sarah was so rude to me, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
She's not buying my stuff. Right. I, I think that there is a way to do this without hurting feelings and without like pissing off the family while also being firm. Correct. Clear as kind. First of all, my first suggestion is don't get the boyfriend involved per se. You don't want mm-hmm. him to like go fight your battle for you and tell his sister like back off. Although sometimes that is necessary when dealing with significant other families. Like sometimes you do need that person to go to bat for you, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like pushy in-laws and things like that. Sure. With specific things. But a lot of times it's important to stand up for yourself so you like make it known that you can fight your own battles and not just like, I'm not just going to like send Will out there to like tell his sister to leave yeah. me alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but in terms of the boyfriend, I would just like get his overall vibe on it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. Like be like, so what do you think about your sister and the Doing essential oils? Like, yeah. are you interested in it? And then if he's like, God, so annoying, be like, okay, I'm glad you said that because I'm currently trying to like let her down and like I'm going to talk to her, but I, you know, I kind of want you on my side for this. And then if he's like super into it, then you know to be a lot more careful. Yeah. And just tread lightly. I don't think you get into the merits of MLM. I I don't think you'd like, I don't think you attack the business model If if she believes in it and she's like really into it. You kind of let her figure it out for herself in the long run. Right. It, it, like you don't – especially if it's your sister, it's one thing to be like, okay, well, do it for a little while if you want to and then we'll, we'll, we can go from there. But, but I think you just kind of play the not interested, thank you for this, I have my own kind of thing right. with essential oils. Like I'm all set. Yeah. So and I totally agree with you. you Never yeah. – the, the way to – say no to an MLM person is to not attack their product or like no, don't end, or the point out the model, flaws yeah. of the business model or the fact that the pyramid scheme, right. Thing. That you don't yeah. think that the essential oils are healing cancer or that you maybe don't believe in LuLaRoe lugging prints or whatever the MLM might be. Sure. It's not worth getting into that argument with them because they have a script to combat all of that. Mm-hmm. What I would say here is like, and I would I would even do this if you have her phone number via text instead of like DM to like make it more direct and be like, hey, Rebecca, I am not interested in buying or selling essential oils. I don't have that bandwidth right now. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't even say right now. Just X that out because then she's going to think that she can contact yeah. you later. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the bandwidth with work and my personal life to take on something else. Um, I'm also not interested in these for myself. Good luck. To buy, right. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to sell. I don't want to buy. Just I appreciate you. Happy for like. I'm glad this is going. I'm glad you have found these helpful in your life. I'm not interested in Mm -hmm. making them a part of mine. So you can sandwich it in. You can say like, glad you found happiness doing this. And the bad, the bad news sandwich. And then you can say, yeah, the bad news sandwich. And then you say, I'm not interested in having yeah. these in my life or selling them, mm-hmm. nor do I have the time. Um, but I'm happy that you found something that you like. Yeah. And yeah, then that's totally. it. Mm-hmm. And if she if she really keeps pushing it, and I'm saying like, you've been very firm, don't have the time, not now, not ever. And she's like, but blah, blah, blah. Be like, Rebecca, this is going to be the last time we're going to talk about it. I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's all you have to say. And if she really is really pushy, that's where you, that's that's where you can like say something to your boyfriend. Like, hey, she's just like really p- being pushy and I don't want to offend her, but I really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. 
But I think with a firm, hey, not interested. Thanks for thinking of me, but I'm not interested. Glad it's working out for you. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be. That's that's all you need. But don't leave any anything up to the future. Don't say right now. Don't say maybe in the future. Maybe I'll let you know if I need anything. Because that's yeah. going to be like, it well, she's a- there's a door. Yeah. Close the door. Close the door. Keep it firm. Yeah. You got yeah. this. You can be kind and clear, and I will try to find her script on it and send it to you. Perfect. Great. Uh, let's get a little heavy, Sally. Hey, Brett and Sally. Uh, this question is mainly for Brett. Uh, my husband and I have been together for 13 years, married for four, and we have almost a one-year-old son. Congratulations. With the birth of our son, uh, this past year should have been one of the happiest of our lives. Sadly, my father-in-law, my husband's dad, uh, passed away in early December when our son was five months old. We found out he had cancer in late September, and that progressed rapidly, and seeing his decline was heartbreaking, as if that wasn't sad enough. My mother-in-law is now uh, also losing a battle with cancer, and we found out in February that she was diagnosed. She has refused treatment and has been too weak for it, uh, so told she may pass away this week. I'm absolutely devastated and heartbroken for my husband and our family, and so my question is twofold. How can I support my husband in his grief and the situation of losing both his parents so close together? Uh, This time last year, we were about to have a baby, and both parents were seemingly healthy. Uh, Now, neither of his parents will be here for our son's first birthday. And two, how do we move forward together and cope with these losses? Much love. So, uh, obviously, intimately familiar with the situation. Uh, It sucks, and there's really no two ways about it. Your husband's going through it. He is, uh, you know, they're lucky to have seen the birth of your first son. That's, like, awesome. And they're, they're... super appreciative and, and grateful like that's just know that that's cool um but on the grief side of things how do you support your husband is like i've been i've struggled with how to have people support me yeah going through it and i've had incredible incredible people in my life from when my mom passed when my dad was sick and so with cancer there's like this weird thing where you, the people you are closest to are in the worst situation imaginable. Yeah. But there's almost like a relief when the, when they, when they're out of pain, right. When there's like no more discomfort, there's no more pain. You've been able to say things you need to say or get clarity on things. And so off, as awful as cancer is, I think it makes the grieving process easier because you have had sort of this long goodbye. Versus like the sudden goodbye. That versus the sudden goodbye that I had with my mom. Right. That, you know, the, the pain is less, the anxiety is less because there's no lead up. Right. But you also the like anticipatory stuff. Right. And, but you also have the long tail of like. Right. I wish you could have said this. I, what was what were we thinking about this? And so, with your husband, just know that the grief is going to be intense. Comes in waves, always does. But there's some sort of like relief on the end of a cancer battle when yeah. we've done everything we can and the fight has been fought. And even just being around through that 
however long they they make it through is is something to be proud of. So how do you support them? It's just know that each day is going to be like different. Some days I wanted all the people in the world to hug and be around and text me. And some days I wanted to go for a walk and talk to absolutely nobody. Yeah. So you kind of just, you have to be a mind reader in a way. You have to, you can't say, how are you doing today? Or what can I do for you today? Every day. Because just know that there's some days you're not, he's not going to want to talk to you. And I don't know. There's. Do you think there's a level of being the supporter person to try to not take it personally when absolutely you get yeah. pushed away cannot take it personally because yeah. there's going to be days where he's just like i want to go to whataburger i want to watch sports center on my couch and not talk to anybody because right. it's not you it's not the baby it's the situation and he's thinking about mom and dad in his head yeah and you can't take it personally because he's gonna at some point that wave is gonna subside and you are gonna be his world again like yeah. that's just how it works um so support is just be present be sort of flexible um because losing your parents that close together which something i dealt with is not supposed to happen there's no playbook right there's playbooks for grief and playbooks for going through cancer battles but losing like the two most important people in your world in the span of a year. In the span of a year is is not supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to be flexible. You have to be, you have to to take those low moments that are going to happen and work through them and talk through them and let them cry and let them like just keep their memory alive uh, through talking about them or like what did they do for your birthday, like that kind of stuff that my support system and like Rachel and you guys and everybody's been unbelievable. So flexibility, um, mind reader status, which I know is so dumb to say, but like you kind of have to just know if he's in a mood or know if he wants love or know if he wants to get his mind off things. And you get better at that, I think, with time. Being probably his wife will be – it puts you in an advantage because you know him best. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And – you know, and and how do you move forward together and cope is just time. I mean, yeah, it really, it really is one of those things. Like keeping their memory alive, keeping some sort of tradition alive, keeping them there with you somehow, uh, and with your husband. But coping is just situation by situation, person by person, and and time. Did you find? Did you go to therapy at all after? The death mm-hmm. of either of your parents, did you find it helpful? I I know some people it is helpful, some people it's not. Like, is that something she should try to yeah. push for or to kind of wait and see how he does? And you know, I, I went to I did therapy after my dad passed, and I thought it, it you know it was helpful and that I just got to to talk yeah. a lot. You know, because you're asked questions that Totally unbiased, third party. It's not a friend, not a family member, um, not a girlfriend. Like, right? Which all I've been lucky enough to have uh, when things were happening, right? That have all been fantastic. But I went to therapy, not really knowing what to expect, and not really having a goal. Yeah. 
um, because with my dad, like again, long, long, like almost three year cancer battle, mm -hmm. had a lot of time to say what we needed to say and ups and downs. And so it was, it was sort of the, the, the grieving had taken all the stages already. And the pretty basically was the last one. Well, you're you're going to miss them. Yeah. That sucks. But I think therapy is something to, it's hard to be like, try it. See how you think. If there's a way to do that, right? Love, love trying it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to like lock in for a month or whatever it is. So right. it's it's tough. But if there's a way to do it, I think that's a a, a great thing to try. It's not like you're there's no magic formula. There's if to therapy and grief. There's no magic like oh you're gonna go in and come out feeling like a million bucks. It doesn't really work like that. But it does give you the opportunity to just say what's on your mind to to answer questions from a person that doesn't know you from adam and and kind of work through stuff and so for me it was helpful do i still do it uh not necessarily but would i do it of course like I'm, yeah. there's nothing like keeping me from going back but um can i, don't I know. ask it's you just, one yeah. more question uh, him being a, a newer dad mm -hmm. do you think that there are any i i think we say this a lot there's like no wrong way to grieve are there yeah. any situations for you that you felt like were maybe more dangerous that you were like i probably need someone here like is there anything she should be looking out for if he like maybe takes the bottle or something like that that is like you kind of yeah. need to let the person work through it but also you want him to be safe right yeah you, you know if you if you start noticing like i was lucky enough i don't really have an addictive personality I, right. I don't i didn't need to to numb the pain i guess yeah i was fine sitting in it for and just kind of going through it and getting better on it like i didn't didn't need to black out right. to, to forget about stuff didn't need to pop pills to forget about stuff if that's becoming a habit yeah, then you then you reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. Okay. Um, if it's if it's dangerous, obviously, because like, I mean, I know you never got there, but I yeah. also don't. I don't want to tell someone how to grieve. Uh, totally. But it's yeah. obviously, you know, as if if this were Will and I was watching him go through this, mm -hmm. I think that there's a level of like, I want what's best for you. Sure. But you yeah. also need to like let them. Yeah, you want to be do hands, what they need you to do. Be hands off until you. Need to be need hands to on. Be hands on, right? Okay. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Like, he's going to struggle with sleep. You know, just just be be present, but not pushy. Be hands off until you need to be hands on. And I just like there's no easy way to say that, and it's going to change sort of day by day. Um. Again, we're, we're trying to give something a playbook that has no playbook, but that's I guess that's the best way to put it. And sometimes, like the thing I I always said made me feel the best. Like people text you and say, "I'm so sorry for this," and "What can I do?" And the people that this it worked the best for me were like, "That sucks. Let me sit in the suck with you." Just like acknowledging, acknowledging how it was. pain and suckiness and just like yeah. dude that blows that shouldn't happen 
and let me let me sit in the suck with you. Yeah. And I think it's scary for people to do that. You know, I think totally, they want to say like, I'm here if you need anything. You don't want to like, be brought down right. by somebody else's pain like yeah. or grief or, or whatever it may be. And I yeah. I get that from somebody who's going through it. I'm like, dude, I'd, if you're doing your thing or you have like a newborn, like I don't want you coming in and shooting the shit about, you know, well, dead and I think, dad, I think but, people, we are uh, hardwired to like stay positive. Mm-hmm. Think of the silver lining, like he's in a better place. What a great man. All of that instead yeah. of being like, this is this is a huge loss. I am so bummed. I know you are like, yeah. this is awful. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to just say that. And I think people are really yeah. scared to say that. People are really like, I can't say it's awful because I don't I don't want to make him feel awful about it. Exactly. Guess what? He feels awful. And it changed my perspective because I was always a oh, so sorry for your loss. Like, what can I do? Can I, yeah. you know? Because that's sort of the the made your conscience better, and I, yeah. I that was me, and then I went through it, and I was like, oh, that has changed the way I help help other people going through something yeah. similar. Just like I'm here, it sucks. Let's fucking let's let's be let's let it suck together. Yeah, I'm there. Like let's go, you know. I hesitate to say have a drink, but let's go have a beer and talk about my dad and your dad and how fucking cool they were. Yeah, and how it sucks. And how it sucks that they're not Or here. have, like, go for a walk or, you know. Yeah. That's what helped me the most, and that may be totally different. Yeah. But that's my playbook. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you guys for being there for me. And uh, reach out to me individually if if you have specific questions um, or if your husband wants to reach out to me and he's like, hey, dude, uh, my wife listens to you on the internet. I'm going through something that you went through. Yeah. What's up? I'll be like, let's let's talk. It's always helpful to know someone else is going through the same shit you're going through. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, something that you could do with your husband to get your mind off of things. Maybe cook together. Cook a little healthy meal. Healthy meal. Thanks to our friends over at Green Chef. You can fill up with Protein Packed, our newest collection of recipes fit for a high-protein dietary preference. Choose from three weekly menu items, each including at least 40 grams of protein per serving. You can expect a variety of satisfying and flavorful recipes like Greek chicken salad with mint olive tapenade, enchilada spiced turkey bowls, and almond crusted barramundi. I think that's a fish. It is a fish. Hell yeah. As as Will has been more pescatarian, vegetarian friendly, we've been getting a lot more green chefs that are... Pescatarian friendly. A little pesco. But also, shouts to the kale flatbreads because they- They go. They go hard. I added chicken to mine, which was a little tip from Green Chef. They were like, hey, want some added protein? Want some animal protein? Mm -hmm. Chicken to mine, none on his. Both still go hard. Pretty bomb. Yeah. They have a little like glaze to that too, right? Yeah. So good. Choose from 50-plus weekly menu and market items with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. Like you can order vegan one day and keto the next. Or Mediterranean pesco with your boy. Craving more servings of a favorite recipe? Well, now you can double the portions in your weekly order with just one click. More customization than ever. In addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon, for USDA-certified organic ground beef, chicken, sockeye salmon, and 
anything. You can also add fish to select vegan and veggie recipes for an added protein boost like Sally just mentioned. The number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you and not the other way around is Green Chef. So here's the deal. Go to greenchef.com slash mail60 and use code mail60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, go to greenchef.com slash mail60 and use code MAIL60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, the number one meal kit for eating well, Green Chef. Last one, Sal. Hey, Brett, Sally, and Randy. Ooh. Wow. Austin bachelor party question I need some input on. Planning my friend's bachelor party around F1 weekend in Austin this year. There's a debate in the group chat about whether to book our Airbnb in central Austin downtown area or closer to Lake Travis. I'm on team closer to the city. Pros, closer to restaurants, bars, nightlife, cheaper Ubers, etc. But you get more bang for your buck closer to the lake further from downtown. Would love to hear your thoughts on what from what y'all on what the move is or other areas to look for where we aren't thinking. Thanks. Oh, wow. wow. Randy's Randy, Randy literally mic'd grabbed up. the mic. Here we go. Oh, well, you're Mike too. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go closer to city. This is an easy thing. Don't go Lake Travis. It's going to be forever. Take, get Ubers out there. It's going to be expensive Ubers. You're going to be able to do nothing. If you want to do water stuff, wow. Lady, uh, Lake Austin or Lady Bird Lake, tell your friends they're idiots if they want to go to Lake Wow. Travis. He drops an idiot on them. I I hard agree with Randy. Hard agree re- with Randy. You really? Yes. Okay. I have done both. Mm-hmm. When you're at Lake Travis, you're out there. So Correct. if you're if your whole weekend is going to be lake stuff, then that's fine. Correct. But you're committing yourself to the lake. You it's exactly. far away. Yep. We did this one time. We were way out in like almost Spicewood. Mm-hmm. And then we had to take mm-hmm. a bus. We had a, like a party bus take us. Sure. Because th- that's the other thing. You're not going to get an Uber to come pick you up in Laga Vista. And and especially if you have like 12 guys. Right. Then you're really out. So you're going to have to organize yep. a party bus to come get you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to come get you, take you out there, like take you to an Uber. Then you have to round everyone up to get them home, which in general is very difficult it's like herding cats. Yes. I think, especially if it's Formula One weekend, it is oh, definitely going to be expensive. But sure it's is. way worth it to be downtown where stuff's going on. If that's the vibe. If you want to do lake stuff, that's mm-hmm. fine. But it's also like, there's a lot of lakes everywhere. Do you have to come to Austin, Formula One weekend, to go to the lake? Yeah. Like, that's that's the argument is like, you, you, can, you can get a, you don't have to be... If you're going to do late stuff all weekend, you might as well go get a dope Airbnb somewhere that's not Austin. Like literally like on F1 LBJ weekend. or something. Yeah, like, exactly. If you're there for the lake, then just go for the lake. Correct. But I I think what a lot of bachelor, bachelorette parties in Austin do is they they do the split. They do like one mm-hmm. barge day on the lake yep. or boat day. Which is very fun. And then fun. they do the going out in Austin. I personally think bag the lake. I wouldn't even go to the lake. It, there's so much to do downtown mm-hmm. that like go get lunch somewhere, walk around, hit bars. You know, if you if you really, really want to be on the lake, then I think 
do something on Ladybird Lake or Lake Austin. I was going to say Ladybird Lake or split the difference and go Ladybird Lake or Lake Austin, uh, both of which offer barges and stuff like that. Now, I would know because they're always going by our house. <laughs> Lake, and Lake Austin, Ladybird Lake, you can't, uh, you can paddleboard, you can kayak, you can barge, you cannot ski, Correct. Uh, weight surf. Now, if you go to Lake Austin, you can do all of those things. It's closer. Um, probably more expensive it's than Lake Travis. It's definitely more expensive. So Lake Travis, but, it's a lot easier. There's The inventory is a lot higher. Correct. And it's cheaper. And I will say, if you're going to herd cats, it's much easier to go from the city, party bus to Lake Travis and back than it is to go Lake Travis, party bus to the city and back. Correct. Um, I... This is, I think, a big miss in the bachelor party planning industry is that people see that Austin is near a lake and don't understand that Lake Travis is 45 minutes away. Yeah, at, at that closest. agreed. Um, I do like, you know, obviously, if you want to read a column by yours truly, it's a little choose your adventure on your Austin bachelor party. Yeah. I'll put the link to that in the description of this episode. Love it. Um, it's 9,000 words, and I would really appreciate it if you read it. Uh, but the Spent lake, a lot of time on it. The lake house obviously gives you like the bedrooms and the kitchen, and there's it's bigger. But and you can play but, beer pong and you can go water skiing, but that's not what you're coming to Austin for. Exactly. If you want the vibe, and you basically have a crash pad because you're going to be at the house twelve percent of the time, correct? And you're sleeping there. That's about it. If you want a pregame or shower or whatever, obviously. But Austin's meant to be enjoyed out in the world of austin right if you go to lake travis you're gonna spend all the time at the house and maybe go to oasis for one meal and then spend an astronomical amount of money on getting a party bus to go to two bars and then herd everyone back correct at, yep. at 1 30 in the morning it's going to mm -hmm. be a logistical nightmare and that 45 minute ride back people are going to fall suck. asleep you'll be hammered yeah you, you might have a guy that's got a yerk like you're yeah. better off being central and 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 going out from there than going been being out and coming in. Yeah. Unless unless you are all just we're going lake. We're yeah. just doing the lake and we just want to golf cuz Lake Travis outside Austin has some golf options. Yeah. But you're giving up nightlife, restaurants, bars. You're giving up the essence of Austin. Lake Correct. Travis and Austin are two totally separate entities in my mind. They should be looked at as such. Agreed. I think we killed that. I think Good job, Randy. Although if you're if you're with guys and you're just saying I'm gonna saddle up and we're gonna lake life, live lake, live lake love or whatever the fuck it is. Lake life love. Go Lake live, Austin. Li Look on Lake, lake Austin. Love. Yeah. Look on Lake Austin because you might be able to sneaky do both. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. You're gonna pay for it, but it's gonna be expense. But... Yes, ma'am. Uh, that's gonna do it for us today. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link to the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. Shouts to Randy for his, his, his dropping in. He needed to drop in and answer that question. Shouts to intern Lauren on the ones and twos. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.